welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's episode, they successfully performed their circus... And now it's time to get back to business. It's time to find some Zolgaths, find some dinosaurs, and start a punching. So one thing I wanted to mention is that this book, this third book, is one of those open-ended books. It's one of those tricky books where they just sort of say, here is where the towers are, here's where the towns are, and you can just do anything in any order that you want. And you just, well, figure it out as the GM. You just do it. Now, the problem with these type of books is that it does require a ton of work on the GM's part. Because, you know, quite frankly, a lot of these adventure paths and most adventures are pretty linear. If you think about them, they mostly go from A to B to C and so forth. So for this adventure, it's like, okay, you can go in any order that you want. Seriously. They could just go to Maddencleave, they can go to Castanly, they can go to Turban Row, it doesn't matter. They can go in any, and also there's three towers. They can go to these towers in any order that they want. Here's the problem, that there's actually a lot of cool mini-stories that are taking place during this adventure. And I have to plan all of this. I have to come up with how and when these small sub-adventures are going to come up. I have to give them breadcrumbs. I have to give them information. And then, of course, I need to balance the towers for the level they're at. Because that's another big problem, is that when they design these towers, they, for example, if they're supposed to be level 9, 10, and 11, they kind of build these towers for level 10, which is a problem. Because it's like, well, when you're level 9, these towers are going to be tough. And when you're level 11, this tower's going to be really easy. So is that fair? Who knows? They actually had a very good idea, which I didn't even think about until well, a little too late, is that what you should do is when you're level 9 and you're facing a tower, make the monsters weak. Bring them down a level, because it's actually very easy to do. I mean, you could even just do the math yourself. But if you're using one of the many online tools and services out there, you can just enter in a monster hit the weak button, and voila, it redoes all the stats to make it weak. That was a good idea. And then, when you're level 11 and you're in the tower, make them strong. And then, voila, now they're a challenge. So, I don't know why I didn't even think of that. But, oh well, I did not. And they are going to be encountering uh, a pretty tough encounter uh, when they go to these towers. Because... I did not do that. I heard their suggestion afterwards. Now, what do you do when you have a non-linear venture like this? Well, I cheat. That's right, I cheat. What do I mean by that? I totally cheat. I tell my PCs ahead of time and say, hey people, we are doing kind of a non-linear venture and I would like it if you go in this order if it's okay with you because it will just make for a better story. Now, I know my players. Now, you have to know your players. Your players might balk at this and say, no way, no how, you don't tell me where I'm going to go. And if you have players like that, well, then you're just going to have to overly prepare. It's just that simple. You just have to Pray and do everything in your GM powers to push them in the direction you want them to go. 
and just try to prepare everything you can ahead of time. It's really hard as a GM, and quite frankly, a little bit unfair, because you have to prepare an entire adventure ahead of time, instead of just, like, a section of adventure. Which is why I talk to my players, and I say, listen, this is non-linear, we could go in any direction, but if we can go in this direction, in this order, it'll make my life a lot easier, and I can tell a better story. And you know what they say? They say, okay, no problem. You know, and they're fine with it because it doesn't really matter to them. They're like, okay, we're going to kill everything in all the towers. We're going to the towers. Doesn't matter the order. Does it really matter? No, it does not. So let's just have some fun and make it easier for Steve. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that of my players. But that is what you do. At least that's what I do. Now, some nonlinear adventures are truly nonlinear. What I mean by that is this is a sort of nonlinear adventure is that there's three areas for you to go. The whole goal is to go to these towers and then, you know, defeat them and also go to these three towns. But if you have something like Kingmaker, okay, now Kingmaker, that is as nonlinear as they come because that is just, well, lots of little adventures and vignettes. I'm going to tell you something. I ran Kingmaker. Everyone loves Kingmaker. Everyone's like, Kingmaker, Kingmaker, it's so good, it's so good. I hate to tell you, we never finished it because we did not like it. And the problem with Kingmaker that we found is that because there were so many small stories and vignettes that it was not a great adventure path. It was a really great world-building exercise. Excellent, fantastic world-building exercise. If you want to use Kingmaker for your own campaign and your own story, this is incredible. It is one of the best campaigns ever. You use it, it gives a whole world tons of little stories you can mix in your own plot or your own story into kingmaker and i think it comes out really well we just we just could not get into it it was it actually ended in complete disaster actually it ended in tpk and they just they just gave up they literally just said you know what this is this is ridiculous they just i tried very hard and it just you know it just was a mess um i will say the last adventure is really cool uh, I read it, I never played it, but it is awesome. But yeah, I'm curious to hear what other people think about Kingmaker, because obviously it's like it's the most popular adventure path. Everyone's done it. People love it. It's non-linear. It's got all this cool stuff. But to me, I want strong story. I want the linear. I want people to be directed from point A to B to C. I want to have a story that makes sense. And when you make things go in any order, well, then you have... Lots of vignettes, lots of short stories that are loosely connected. And I just didn't like it. I also didn't really love the Emerald Spire for the same reason. We ran that and got about halfway through. But then we got bored because it was just like, okay, it's all these disconnected levels that just don't really have a story to them. And yeah, each level was cool and it was kind of fun. But after a while, it just got boring because there was no point to it. And again... That's just the way we play. You know, some people really enjoy just lots of vignettes and lots of little stories. But we want a big, overarching, massive story with multiple parts. And that is what we want from our adventure paths. So back to my original point, because I enjoy big stories with a beginning, middle and end. That is why I kind of said, hey, guys, let's go in this order so that I can tell a more complete story. Also, it's a little easier for me. And I think everyone will have a better time. And they said, cool. And that is the way I do this. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's show notes. 
Show notes this week. First up this week, RPG Superstar. You only have until December 7th to enter your monsters. So make sure you get cracking on that. We're running out of time. And a big announcement. I'm going to be doing an Ask Me Anything on the Reddit board, the Pathfinder 2nd Edition Reddit board, so you can ask all your questions about creating monsters. Because a lot of people have questions about creating monsters. But more importantly, on November 11th, myself and Mark Seifter, and probably, if she can make it, Linda Zayas Palmer, and Nonat are going to be doing a live show on November 11th on his channel. I believe it's going to be starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. We're still figuring out the exact time, but if you go to Nonat on YouTube and you subscribe to his channel, we're going to do a live show where we're going to answer your questions about monster creation, and we're going to make a monster live on the air showing you how to actually create a monster. So for those of you who want to make a monster and see best practices, check that out. Now, very important, don't hesitate doing your entry to the RPG Superstar because of the show. If anything, this is what I recommend. Make your entry, okay? Make it now, and then after you watch the show, you can fine-tune it. Because you don't want to wait till the last second. Trust me on this. As someone who, well, not really for a living. On the side of a living, you don't want to wait till the last second. Especially when it comes to monsters. Because they can get very complex. So, write up your concept. Come up with a very strong concept for your monster. Come up with the base stats and the base attacks and everything you need. Put that in. You can save it on the site. You know, you don't have to worry about it. Until you submit it, it's, it's fine. It's going to save everything about your monster. And then if you want, watch the show, ask your questions during the Ask Me Anything, which we're going to be doing very soon, probably in the beginning of November, on the Pathfinder 2nd Edition Reddit channel. And on Nonad 1's YouTube channel, we're going to do this big Ask Us Anything, talk to us, find out what it takes to make a monster from the pros. And then we're going to make a monster on the air. So there you go. Make sure you check that out. We're also going to be doing on Nonad's channel a preview and overview of the Dragon's Ancestry book that Mark is writing. He has gotten very far in the book before, like, you know, two months ago when we actually did the Kickstarter. None of us even knew how this was going to work. I mean, we had the concepts. We knew how it was going to work, but nothing was written. Well, now he's written about half the book, so we know exactly how this is going to work. In fact, the core mechanics for making a monster ancestry is done. Now he's just adding more. He's adding more lore, he's adding more feats, he's adding more abilities, and this is by far the biggest ancestry ever. If you think about it, a lot of these ancestries are like, I don't know, like eight pages, maybe 10 pages. This is gonna be something like, just the ancestry alone, it's gonna be something like 30 to 40 pages. It is gargantuan because, well, I won't spoil it, but there's a lot of options when you make a dragon PC. Uh, the other half of the book is a lot of lore, which I actually underestimated how important this is because we're going through these monsters. And for example, like a crystal dragon, okay, look at it in Pathfinder First Edition. There is nothing. They don't have any lore. All these dragons, they might have like a sentence, and that's it. It is crazy. So we are kind of inventing it. Um, we're kind of writing the lore for these dragons, which you will see in the book, and we'll have a full page of lore. So any of you who like some of the 
stranger dragons like the esoterics or the outer or the primal where they just don't have that much information on them we are writing tons of lore tons of information everything you need to know it will be in this book and well this is the fun part i guess we're inventing it <laughs> i guess this is what is gonna uh, be the canon now which is pretty damn cool uh paizo didn't do it so mark and i are gonna do it instead anyhow also make sure you check out the patreon if you want to watch the shows live as little as five bucks just go to patreon.roforcombat.com and you too can watch the shows live whenever we record it but you also get them early and of course if you want to pre-order the battle zoo bestiary by the time you listen to this very soon the battle zoo bestiary for pathfinder second edition will be out that's right, Monster Part System, all the monsters, it will be out, the PDF will be out, we're still printing up the book, but I said I would release the PDF as soon as it's ready, and it's so close. We actually had a lot of people proofing it, and although they did not find big mistakes, I'm kind of stunned how many little mistakes there were. It is incredible. You can go through these books 5,000 times, and there's always something more. It never ends especially monsters oof monsters so complex it's funny half the book is monsters half the book is not monsters the other half that's not monsters find like 10 things to fix the monsters part here's 500 tiny things that need to be fixed yeah i underestimated just how complex monsters are which is why we're doing this thing with no net one so we explain to you damn monsters are tough here's how you make them anyhow with that let's get to this week's exciting episode Anyhow, with that, everyone's excited. Everyone seems to be a little happier. Everyone seems to be just thrilled with the job you did here. The town of Carrick now loves you. You have new friends in town. I'm sure you never have to pay for another bar tab ever again. Good job, Yay. Carrick people. We'll save Yay. money just on Darius alone. Rob Pontius is playing Otteron, a human witch of curses. <laughs> hey. So, with that... We tell Vandy we gotta go. A successful circus. Well, um... I realize you should definitely go to Matt and Cleve. Uh, I'm sure I'll be okay. I mean, uh, the little girl hasn't shown up in, in over a week now. I, 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 hopefully you scared her off. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know if uh, anyone else dies. I know that she has any awareness of us, but if she does appear, ignore her. Tell her you know she's no spirit. Okay. I'll, I'll say everything you told me to say, Acheron. Here, I have it all written down. I'm going to keep it right by my bed, and in case she shows up, I'm just going to take it and say, Out, spirit! You're no spirit! I know you! you you're some knight! You're some... some... some evil witch lady. I wouldn't right? antagonize no, it either. I, I take yeah, back I everything know. I say. Do not antagonize this woman. Just go along with it and we oh, will deal with oh. it. Oh, so... Try and remember everything. Don't, don't say... Don't say I'm not afraid of no ghost. No. 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 Maybe just go along Maybe with not, it. No. But remember, this is not your fault and no, do okay. not antagonize whatever creature this is or inform them of what we know. That would not be good. I think it'd be safe to ask What's your name? What do you want? Lauren Sig is playing Hap, a human fire elementalist sorcerer. I'll try. She never says anything. 
it's always the same, but I'll I'll try to play along, but hopefully I won't see her ever again. Hopefully you scared her off. You know what? Maybe maybe you can leave some of your stuff here. Maybe it'll, it'll, it'll fool her thinking that you haven't left, even though you aren't staying here. Or, or, or maybe Riley can stay here. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Riley, Riley, does Riley want to stay here with me? No, he doesn't. Oh, okay. That was quick. Uh, he's, yep. been, he's been eating really well. You know that. I've been giving him nothing but the choicest cuts of meat since he's been here. Riley, this man wants you to stay with him. What do you think about that? Okay. Yep. Oh, he said okay. I heard it. I heard it. I mean, I got he wire empathy. It. What does he? What you know? What does he want? <laughs> um, eh, it's up to you. Riley looks at you, and Riley's like, "I'll do whatever you say, mommy." Well, I want. I need you to stay with me. You're my goodest boy. Okay, mommy. <laughs> Can you get some of those treats? Because I really want them. That food here is so good. Actually, I was thinking we might go to the market real quick and get some really nice oats for Miss Dancer. We could get you some nice treats, too. Oh, Miss Dancer. She's not talking to anyone after all that. Yes, I think you're going to need more than oats to make Miss Dancer feel better. I'm going to get carrots, too. And apples. Oats, carrots, and apples. And ale. I think Miss Dancer also has been leaving extra presents for Hap. And just making a mess of the place. Just to make it more difficult for Hap to clean up her messes. Wow. I mean, I've got magic. I'll just magic it away. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're a horse. She's a magical horse. Maybe she puts anti-magic on her droppings. Anti-magic poop. Uh-huh. I just keep thinking of the mm-hmm. Hercules animated movie where Pegasus gets jealous of Megara. And starts like pouting and like knocking over things of Hercules statues. Uh huh. Anti magic poop. So your magic does not work. Well, I have anti poop alchemy magic, so it works. Yeah, that's called that's called picking it up by hand. There you go. Oh, okay, sure. If the markets are open, I do want to go and I do want to pick out like some really choice things. I even want to like roll nature to like know that I pick out like unexpectedly delightful treats for Miss Dancer. Sure. Even if she doesn't talk to me, that's fine. I'll still leave it there for her. Okay. You find the choicest cuts of meat. But unfortunately, you know, they're having a lot of trouble, you know, famine and all that. So it's not exactly the best. It's what you can find. And uh, maybe that's been part of the problem is that Darius promised Miss Dancer the finest foods, but... It's yeah. not been so great, you know? There's just well, not a I lot of selection. Well... Yeah, you did, but unfortunately, Miss Dancer is a little, expecting a little bit higher class there, I tell you. Well, we have powerful magics. Just somebody just use me and wish for really nice food for Miss Dancer. Can you not wish it yourself? Rob Tremarco is playing Darius Varus, a half-elf monk of the mountain style. It doesn't work that way, Darius. I wish Miss Dancer to have the greatest food that she would love, 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 love. Well, I don't, I don't know what that is, though. Like, but I you're to... the genie, don't you know? This is a wish. I made a wish. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try, but I kind of have to inform the magic a little bit, but I don't know what she would well, love, love, love. Well, won't you ask Miss Dancer, you... then? But Miss Dancer's not talking to anyone. Then I guess you're not casting this spell. Seems like you gotta get Miss Dancer to wish for something that they want. 
Vanessa Hoskins is playing Alhara Veris, a half-elf gymnast swashbuckler. Why don't you use your sparkling personality and get her to talk? You, you of all people. I don't like Hat, that friend horse. To all, friend to all animals. Well, that horse is an asshole. How, how dare you? You who would kiss and hug a snake who bites your face or offer hugs and, and food to a pterodactyl who wishes to tear my heart out. You call that Pegasus an asshole? But yeah, that... Who am I talking to? That snake wasn't Where's snooty. the hat who would rub her face on a monster just to make it cute? I don't Use all of your animal love powers. Summon them all together. I don't remember that pterodactyl looking down on you like you were beneath it. Unless you were yeah, actually it, beneath it, it. It was literally flying over me, and then it tried to kill me. But you wanted to be friendly. So I say, Hap, the greatest creature lover in all of Galarian. If anybody can reach out and connect with an asshole Pegasus, it's Hap. Fine. I'll try, but... If she's going to be rude, I'm not going to stick around for it. Do your best. I I believe in you. I believe in your powers of animal love and connection to all beasts. Is Miss Dancer even around? Oh, yeah. Miss Dancer's around. Um, do it, like, around? Okay. I'll go up to, like, Miss Dancer's cage? Cart? Yeah, she, she just hangs out in the field somewhere, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, like... Doesn't she have, like, a, a place to call her own? Yeah, a place, yeah. With a little nest, probably. A little. And we like, oh, and she makes a new nest everywhere we go? She just grazes wherever she wants. Okay, all right. I'll go to Miss Dancer. Hey, Miss Dancer. Mmm. Hap, have you been cleaning up after the animals? Yeah, that was... I like what you tried to do there, but I have magic. I just get rid of it. Oh, you don't clean up mine. I, uh, I'm not an animal, you see. You're getting confused. Once again, I'm a magical creature. I'm not an animal. I didn't say you were an animal. I said, hi, Miss Dancer, and I was about to say I've come to apologize. Mmm, apologize for what? Trying to be the star of the show? You know, I was promised. I would do the big number. By Darius, I guess his word is no good. I'm going to remember that in the future. No, it's not that Darius's word is no good. It's that I was, I was kind of rude about it. Darius fully intended you to go in that spot, and I argued with him about it because it's my spot, and I wanted it. And that was, I kind of, I kind of let that pride get the better of me. And mm. I'm sorry for that. Such a little girl, so prideful. You know what they say, pride cometh before the fall. <gasps> Would you like to come on my back? I can show you what I mean. Oh, well, sure, okay. I thought, sure, and I'll, I'll climb on Miss Dancer's back if you're sure you want to do this. How thought... dare you? I was speaking metaphorically. Get off me, little girl. Oh, okay. Well, I thought I could make it up for you. I know Darius had said that you wanted some really nice food. And that we can't find any around here, but I think I might be able to help. Yes, the food around here is subpar at best. When I joined the circus, I thought we were going to entertain the largest crowd, the most amazing shows. But instead, we're entertaining peasants. Ugh, 
I... I almost miss Madame Dusklight. Almost. Really? You almost miss Madame Dusklight? Well, not her, but the circus. There was an enthralled audience that came week in and week out I remember to see how me. you begged us to let you out of that cage. And we did. And we were content to let you fly back to your forest, do whatever you wanted. And we offered you a home. And you mm. say you want to go back to Mistress Dusklight? Who killed Bardoff? Who's killed no? who knows how many other people? How many of your friends are dead because of her? And you're going to say you miss her? Fine. I don't miss her, but I miss the crowds. I wanted to come say I could get you any food you wanted. Anything. You name it. But comes to find out you're not much better than Mistress Dusklight yourself. And I'll storm away. <gasps> There goes the little pouty girl. Hmm. No wonder you're so poor at magic. Ew. Awkward. No, I stormed off. Like, I'm not going to waste my time responding. That's okay. She's just she's just flying up in the air above you. And then she sees you and goes right back and says, Oh, where are you going, Hap? Where are you going? Oh, you were going to make something amazing? What Fireball. was it? Let me tell. Let me find out what it is. Is she I'll just fly flying above I'll you? Fl I'll, fl I'll fly above her. You fly up? Yeah, I'll fly up. You fly up and you meet her? Yeah. Yeah, what now? Hmm? What now? Hmm. I didn't know you can fly. Why didn't you tell me this? Well, you know, you haven't exactly been the friendliest person to talk to since you've been here. Hmm. I knew you could fly. We could do an act together. Yeah, we could. Your name is Miss Dancer. I can probably dance better than you anyway. Ugh. See? I reach out and try to be nice to you, and then you be snotty right back to me. I doubt it very much. Who did Who did Mistress Duskwight take from you? Everyone. You at least have family. Mine Maybe you did. I... I don't have family. Really? I Who's Darius? Me. Who's Acheron? Who's Elhara? They've adopted Who's me and Riley? I love them. Don't you have Riley? I have no one. They're all dead. My parents sold me to Mistress Dusklight. Mine too. I've been lucky enough that these people took me in and have cared for me. And yeah, this is something of my family now. That's not true. You were with them all along. You've been with them since the beginning. I was there. I remember. Wait, no, that... I'm not... That is I'm, true. Well, no, no, I'm not... I wasn't saying otherwise than that. I don't know what happened there. They, d they did take me in. Yes, well, you at least have them. You at least have Riley. I have no one. No one. You could have us. I don't know. I was trying to be friendly with Darius, but then he lied to me. No, he didn't. He didn't lie to you. Darius is a man of his word, and he was very cross with me for stealing your spot. And I'm coming to you to try and make it up. But maybe we don't idolize the person who killed my best friend. Well, I don't idolize her. I idolize the crowds. And the performance. And the entertainment I had when I performed in front of large crowds. That's what I idolized. I misspoke. Well, we can get you some more crowds. We all want more crowds. Fine. But don't go around lying. Friends don't lie to each other. 
When did I lie to you? Just now. You said you were going to give me something, then you walked away. I can give you something. Do you want to be friends? Sure. I'll only do it for my friends. And I came to offer this to you. Alright, let's land. Alright, Miss Dancer. Think about what you want to eat the most. I know Darius promised you food, and we fulfill our promises. What would be the most favorite food you could have? Hmm. Favorite food in the whole world? Yeah, or even better. Hmm. Well, I would like a bouquet of apples and carrots with raisins, grapes, bananas, strawberries, cantaloupe, celery, pumpkin, topped with snow peas. That sounds awesome. Uh, that's a pretty specific order, but um, I need you to say that again, but use the words I wish in, in it. Say, I wish for... I wish for apples and carrots with raisins, grapes, bananas, strawberries, cantaloupe, celery, pumpkin, topped with snow peas. Don't forget the snow peas. Okay. All right, so, I'll, you know, I'm not going to go through, like, the whole shebang every time because, you know, you've heard it twice now. But I'll, I'll hover slightly and, you know, the, the night will get a little bit darker and little embers will come up. And I'll bring a swirl of magic around and I'll spend, like, a whole minute just, like, forming this into a, a, a traditional, like, Thanksgiving cornucopia of, like, fruits and vegetables as requested. And then I'll top it off with just another little six-second dash of flavor just to make sure everything's as ripe and as fresh and as juicy as can be all right friends do you need to roll for that or does it just work it's a fourth level spell it doesn't have a roll one minute you create the object okay suddenly poof the vegetable matter appears and Miss Dancer is a little shocked. And is like, hmm. She goes over and she sniffs it a little. And then she's like, hmm. And then she starts biting it. And she's I'll like, pull oh. it away, friends. What? She's a horse. This is what she does. What are you doing? You're taking. Are you really taking it away? She's she's approaching it. No, no. I'm, I just, just I was just gonna you know just gonna have her say yeah, friends or whatever. All right, just eat it. Wow. All right. Well, she was going over and she was sniffing it, smelling it. She's she's just never seen food appear out of nowhere before. You have to realize this is I think anyone would be tentative of eating something that appears out of nowhere. Not me. <laughs> she just sort of sniffs it, smells it, and like tentatively takes a bite and then it's like, ooh, this is really good. And then she just starts very, very sort of trying to do it ladylike, puffing down the food. She's like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> She's like, this is really good. Rah, 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 rah. I haven't eaten like this in a long time. Rah, 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 I get it. Rah, rah, rah. She's like, okay, Hap, we can be friends. If you can, if you can create food like this, then then we'll be best of friends. Rah, 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 rah. Well, not just food. Most anything you can think of, I could make for you. But as you can see here, it doesn't last very long. Not yet. I'm still working on this. It doesn't last very long. What do you, What do you mean? Well, you've almost got it all gobbled up. Oh, well, uh, it doesn't disappear, does it? Well, I mean, if you didn't eat it, I don't think it would last forever. Eventually, it'll kind of start to fade away. Oh, well, uh, then then next time we'll we'll order much more. We'll, That's we'll a do, good idea. We'll do a, a 
a test. We'll, we'll, we'll order a bucket, a, a cart full of food, and we'll see how long it lasts. That sounds great. But make sure you forgive Darius. He really just thinks you're really great. He fine. just wants you to be happy here. Fine. 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 I will forgive Darius. Okay. Miss Dancer is very happy. As she's gulping down the bouquet of food. Is it off to Matt and Cleave? I think so. We help break down the circus. Yeah. Politely encourage Miss Dancer to keep coming along and head up north. I hope, I hope it's off to work we go. Dun 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 dun. Let's all go to the tower. Let's all go to the tower. Let's all go to the tower and punch ourselves a dino. Yeah, so both you and and Aha really want to get some murder going. Well, as you know, it'll take a full day to get to Madden Cleave with the full circus in tow. We watch for brulettes. You watch for brulettes, but this oh time you take the Verdant Passage. And with such a large crowd, you realize no one's going to bother you because you have an entire circus going along with you. So by, by nightfall, you end up in Madden Cleave. And... This time, the mayor meets you. Ooh. It's Marta Lasseshri. And she meets you. And she's all excited to introduce herself. She's like, yes, yes, I I heard all about your circus. I didn't have a time to go down there, but Vandy sent word to expect you. And we're very excited to have you perform here. I'd, uh, I... I'm very, very, very excited. Uh, a lot of the people from Madden Cleave weren't able to go down to Carrick to, to view the show, but we've heard really good things. And, and the Shunies from Fernie, they, they were saying such great things about the circus. And, you know, we, we talk to them all the time. They're here all the time. We're very friendly with them. So this is great. This is great. And we got a spot picked out right for over here for you where you could set up and have no problems whatsoever. Well, thank you. That is much appreciated. We are excited to put on a circus here. Great, great. And, and the people of Madden Cleave are excited for a circus and particularly enjoy good spectacle. They they really, really can't wait. Oh, and make sure you put in lots of uh, fire and magic and alchemical explosions. That goes off really, really well here. I know, I know the town folk will really get a kick out of that. You, you have basically described at least half of our acts, so that is good. Great, great. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. And, uh, well, we're not a very large town, so if you if you need to stay in town, let me know. But otherwise, I, I heard you all have your own accommodations, so that's good, because we're not exactly the biggest town. Only about 2,000 or so residents in this area, and mostly people come here to bring crops and discuss business, so... It's not, it's not a bustling community like uh, like Carrick is. Uh, we are happy to bring you experiences from outside your small town. There are no small venues, only small mines. Uh, okay, if you say so. Yes. Anyhow, welcome to uh, welcome to Madden Cleveland. Uh, enjoy your stay. Let me know if you need anything. Thank you. Well, we can set up then. Maybe go to the tower first thing. Anyhow, so with that, you can set up, Woo. do the old rigmarole, yeah, and then 
you go into the old Karu's place? Yes. We're going, going back there. Yeah. Where you can hang no, out in thanks. front of me and hang out with the Shunies. The dog people love you. You know that, that actually does sound like fun, but I think we need to go to that tower. I thought we could see what's at the bottom of that old well. Okay. We can spring go see tower. what's at the bottom of the old well, the, the old well so that Lauren tower. will stop talking about it, and then we go to the wellspring. Can tower. I get Miss Dancer to go, like, leave some presents at the bottom of that well? Because that... You know what was at the bottom of the well? Water. There you go. I don't know. In those Pathfinder yeah, adventures, there's always something of treasure in, like, the... You know, I'm going to help you out on this one. The wells. There was nothing in that well. There's three <laughs> feet of water. It's it's dark and dank and gross. That's it. There was nothing down there. You can go there all you want. I'm still shocked the horses didn't attack us. Well, there you go. They uh, they attacked you mentally by disappearing there you go. into dust. All right, let's head to this tower so Vanessa can punch something. Punch it. I am also excited to punch so what are you going to do? So you you go to sleep. You wake up. You're in Madden Cleave. The Wellspring Tower is approximately half a day away to the southwest. Now, if you take the road... Oh, who's doing that? Who is doing that crazy... Who do know, you who, think? Who did that? Who did that? Of course, I don't know how many miles that equals. I drew a little <laughs> line on the map. I saw the line. The line, though, is... How, how, how would I figure that out? So it's five miles. It's a miles. five mile, yeah, base. So that's approximately... Well, if you go by the road, that's pretty far. That's like a... That's probably a good 10, 12 miles. You can figure it out, but you'd have to set the scale right in roll 20, but that would be a whole other thing. Oh, I figured it out. I'm using my eyes and my brain, so I'd say 12 what? miles. There you go. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. But if you do a straight shot, it's, I think, six. Yeah, but it'll be six through, like, the brush. Mm-hmm. You tell no, me. Just, just take the road. Okay. On the road again. Okay. Anything they need to know? Otteron, Hap, anyone casting any spells? Otteron casts False Life. I forgot about Long Striders. Amisha Yeah. All right, you got your Long Striders. You got the her. The best a bird can get. Yes, all right. Now, everyone, make sure you keep track of your spells, because it's going to start getting weird. Oh, boy. Because once you go in, you ain't coming out. Until you're dead or they're dead. Did I say that out loud? All right, anyhow. Tell me how you're approaching the Wellspring Tower. Um, uh, on foot? Yeah, I guess we're approaching on foot. Depending on if we can see that there's a door open or not. I guess that will determine. What's it look like as we approach? Like as we get close? Yeah. I was about to say that. Oh, boy. As you approach, and you're a few miles away... Fireballs hit us. The glow of the small sphere orbiting the top of the Wellspring Tower is visible from miles away. But even at this distance, it is obvious that something is wrong. The glow is unsteady, dimming to a dull brown every few seconds. Other than that, mm -hmm. it's it's hard to see the tower. It's just sort of a 
a line up in the air. Is it tall and skinny? Because I think the last tower I went to was sort of short and squat. This one is tall and skinny. Interesting. Hmm. Do you continue forward? Oh, yeah. As we get closer, I'm curious how, t- how tall is tall? Like, how many stories high do you think it is? I will give you a picture. Do you want a picture? Yes, please. Since you said please, that is what you see off in the distance. Oh, it's almost like Aztec-like in terms of Ooh, the, the step okay. pyramid look. But the bottom step is like really tall and a really high slope. And there's like a switchback of eh, stairs or a ramp at the front. So that you're entering it from about the halfway point, which is, once again, really interesting. The tower itself is an imposing structure. A mud brick stepped pyramid with four tiers and steep sides. It is clearly many thousands of years old. Two platforms protrude from its base and have ladders leaning against them from the ground. From the northern platform climbs a series of narrow steps all the way to a terrace balcony just below the first tier, some 150 feet up, where a great cavernous doorway enters the tower's interior. The entire tower appears to be covered in a network of fine cracks. These are actually dead, brittle vines that must have covered nearly the entire structure in a carpet of greenery, like the dead creepers that cover the tower's surface. The land around it for miles is likewise lifeless. A dry watercourse extends from the base of the tower where there must have been once a bubbling Yep, a bubbling stream. That's so okay. as you walk closer and closer towards the tower, you can see this. And more importantly, pretty much about three to four miles, it starts getting dry. And by the time you get near the tower, it's a desert. Yeah. It went from green to dry to desert. And you know for a fact, there's no deserts in this part yeah, of the world. Yeah, that should not be. Uh, so Atron will say... If you all do not mind waiting a bit, I have a spell that will allow us to maybe see into the tower sooner before we get there. Sure. That's one idea. What? So Ataran will take out what looks like some sort of creature's eye from a, it's in a small vial, and they start to pour the vial out, and as they start chanting, a violet energy surrounds that eye as their eyes glow, and over the course of a minute, they continue to chant, Shiro Sem Vrazlot, Shiro Sem Vrazlot, and they're casting Prying Eye, one of my fifth level spells I took. Boo. I didn't mean to draw lines. Oops. So cool. Cheater. So cool. To answer Ahara's question, the tower is 300 feet tall, yeah. The base appears to be 200 feet on each side, and it slants pretty steep. Very steep, in fact. Yeah. So with Prying Eye, I create an invisible floating eye one inch in diameter. It is limited to my visual senses, which I don't have dark vision, so that might impact us. But, you know, any info is good info. It continually transmits to me. It has unlimited range, and I can continue to sustain it forever if I wish to, continuing to move the eye 30 feet or look around around it. Is it only visual, not audio, right? Right. 
but it allows me to kind of go looking and see what we see um, oh, approaching yes. the tower and then even into the tower with that open doorway. So that's what Atron does. Chance and then has the group pause and then sends the eye up to scout. See if there's any creatures, what's going on, anything maybe jumping out of the sand at us, which is now terrifying me because it's desert-like. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm having flashbacks to the Legacy of Fire campaign. And then send the eye into the doorway to see if like anything's hanging out there or, and see what all I can see. And I can just keep concentrating and sending it forward and looking around. So um, you can feed us whatever info. Let me know if you need a skill check or something. Hmm. And the eye's invisible, you say? It is an invisible eye, which helps a lot. <laughs> okay, so it has to be within 500 feet. That's when you first make it, but otherwise it has an unlimited range. Okay, I see this. Okay. All right, so you can bring the eye towards the pyramid, and as you move it towards the pyramid, you see at the base... Let me describe what you see. Kind of threw me for a loop here. Give me a second. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks for warning me, Dick. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! I didn't even think about it till now. Oh, but really probably Atron will always keep one of these. You know, the whole always, eyes motif. Always, yes. That's okay. Now I know how to counter it. I mean, fine. No, it's a brilliant move. It's a really good move. Simple and amazing. Show me... All the maps, please. Nope. And all the monsters. And all the monsters. All right. As you go towards the tower, you see there's banked embers of a fire pit and a shallow pit near the base of the tower. The ground is bare, save for a few whips of dried grass from the lush carpet that must have covered this area not long ago. There's five nest-like hollows that have been lined with hides shiny rock scales and assorted odds and ends and it looks like you see six zolgaths that are lounging around the campfire to the north and if you look at it on the map there's two mounds that go up uh let's see how far do they go like two like low low like ziggurats. Like ziggurat style, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Hold on. He really... I did not expect all this, so... I gotta, like, read a whole bunch now. So, uh, you know what spell has a range of 500 feet? Fireball? Fireball. Yeah, well, okay. Calm down. <laughs> Let me do one thing at a time. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Alright. Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely don't attack until we get all the info we can. Alright, look. I put you on this map to make things easier, but... This is a flat map. They can see you as well. <laughs> yeah, as they of course. Can see. There's no, there's no hiding. Yep. Do you see anything to hide behind? Nothing. You just dig. So you I only put you on this map to make it easier. I'm presuming he's casting some. I'm presuming they're casting this way far away. Yes, before please. you're close. Yeah. Yes, so I'm being nice. So don't get caught. You're being very nice. We're just. Don't I'm just get being angry funny. either. I'm just trying to find out. I'm not like, going to abuse the system. <laughs> I'm just trying to find out where they... It is what, a magical spell that does a magical eyeball. End of story. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Even so, long-range spells aren't gaming the system. They're just long-range spells. I yeah, love... Long-range spell. 
I love well, the say whole eye scrying motif just, just seems so I, witchy. You I have that sound in your voice stuff. that makes makes me think that you think it's gaming the system. No, no, will, I'm thinking or I'm will be to... abused. Well, well divinations no, always feel that way, especially from a DM perspective, GM perspective. You're always like, okay, what information are you getting access to when? And so, well, no, okay. okay, scrying is always tricksy. All right, you send the eye towards the tower, and. At the very, very bottom of the tower, there's two tiny platforms, one on the north and one on the south. And each of these platforms is about 30 feet or so by 30 feet at the top. And at the base, it's a little bit bigger. It's about 50 by 50. These platforms are 10 feet off the ground or so, and there's ladders leading up to the top of these platforms. At the northern platform you see six Zolgaths that seem to be decked out in scimitars and javelins, and they're just sort of sitting around and hanging out and, you know, just sort of, you know, looking around. The southern platform, there's four Zolgaths, and they appear to be at the top of the platform, and they're actually playing a game of dice or something. You're not exactly sure, but it looks like they're gambling. How tall are the platforms? Ten feet. Okay, thank you. Now, in between them, you see what appears to have been a spring, or it looks like a very dry riverbed. This looks like this was a very deep spring, and obviously there was water here, but it appears to be completely dry. Yeah, we'd heard in Matt and Cleve that there'd been a bubbling spring that had dried up, so that makes sense. Now, as you go further up, and you go up the stairs that zigzag back and forth to the opening that's 150 feet up, you see it goes down a hallway approximately about 50 feet, and at the end of the back of the vaulted hallway that has a ceiling of about 20 feet... You see a cruelly rendered statue that looks like it kind of looks like Eridan, but it looks like it's like all messed up, like it's been smashed and like reassembled. It's hard to tell. And then you see a corridor going to the south. The corridor quickly gets dark and it will go to stairs, but after that, there's no more sunlight. The sunlight will go into the tower towards the end of this hallway but after that it starts getting very dark because it goes to the south and then goes up some more stairs so once you get to the end of the staircase after about 20 feet it just stops and it's just pitch black so yeah you can't see anything now i can't see maybe i gotta tap into some of that needley's heritage and get some dark vision actually real quick if i cast dark vision would you allow it to go through the eye it does say normal visual senses in the spell. So, anyway, food for thought. I we can always parking off that. Acheron will describe all that they saw and how it eventually gets to that staircase in its darkness and the magical eye does not see through the darkness. Not yet, anyway. Is there anything else you wish to look at besides... That's all you can see on the inside. And then it gets dark. Yeah, I guess Atron will pull the eye back and, like, check out the camps a bit more and, like, circle around. Yeah, do a perimeter search with the eye. Yeah, my perception checks aren't great, 
but it's worth checking out before we approach, since obviously it's they'll just see us obvious stuff like, oh, they have a ballista, you know, things like that. That is what I'm most worried about, besides sand monsters. Are there sand dinosaurs? <laughs> you look and again, there's six Zolgaths in the north, and they're just sort of lounging around, eating, not really doing much. They have their camp appears to be at the top of the platform. There's also some camp at the bottom, but looks like they mostly sleep at the top of the platform. There are huge stacks of weapons. It looks like mostly javelins and other items at the top. These other Zolgaths on the south, they are just at the top of the platform. All their camping, all their gear is there. They don't even have anything at the base. It looks like they never go down and they're just hanging out at the top. Okay. And anything surprising in the back? You circle around, and it's desert all around. You see nothing of note mm. to the south, the west, the north. And that is all you see. Yeah, Ataran is bringing the eye back and is talking. I, I do not have the best eyes, but those are all very obviously things outside but they will see us upon approach. So both camps, they could be ready for us. They will alarm the rest of the tower. They have javelins. Unless we are all invisible, which... Unless you want to wait till tomorrow, I cannot make us all invisible. Hmm. Alhara will pull out and sort of fiddle with an invisibility potion she's been dragging along for a while. I do have this. I could approach invisibly, at least this will last long enough, I think, for me to get up near one of the towers. I can also become invisible for ten minutes. Oh, very nice. Oh, then it might be good considering you are both in... Stealth isn't great. Yes, since we are okay ranged, Hap and I, then it might be good for both of you to invisibly go up there. The Knights of the Aeon Star taught me how to do a sphere of invisibility, but I did not prepare it. How far out do you each need to be to be effective against the against the Zolgaths at the base of the tower? Oh, I can hit them from really far away. Yes, perhaps evocations are strong. I have to be within 30 to 60 feet for most of hmm. my uh, best spells, but... App is a different story. Well, here's what I'm thinking. What if Darius and I both take a different side? Maybe Darius to the north and I can be on the south end and like go up invisibly, stay near the base of the tower, and Hap gives us, uh, you said, what, 10 minutes is how long you can stay invisible? Mm -hmm. Yes. Hold oh, on. I'm, I'm reading the instructions on this potion to see how long it lasts. I like the idea that it's in, like, an old... Uh, it gets in, like, an apothecary's prescription bottle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it says it also lasts ten minutes. So, Ooh. yeah. So if, if you just give us, I don't know, five minutes to get up there and get in position, that should be plenty of time. And, and once we're there, you just start opening up, Hap, and, and maybe throw, oh, I don't know, one big boom, and then we'll jump in and, and start, you know... Start fighting them? Okay. Yeah. That could work. Oh, uh... I just don't know what you'd be doing, Atron. Vanessa, just a reminder that every day Atron still gives you that root magic talisman. <gasps> yes! Alright, cool. Which is a plus two to your first spell or haunt roll. 
Awesome. They maybe should have come up for the farm. Oops. Oh well. Uh, no, I, I included it, but I still failed terribly. Oh, you rock. Okay. So Ataran shrugged. I, I don't know. From a hundred or so feet, I can use the uh, Ray of Frost that I learned from the knights, but it is probably not useful. Um, I have nothing as long range and effective as um, Hop. Probably won't do this tonight, y'all, since it's, you know, almost 11 there. Well, it's good we're prepping. Prepping. Yeah, you know, we're establishing the fight for next week. Yeah. So I'm thinking I should take the southern group, uh, because they're up on that platform, and I can get up there super fast. Mm. Mm, I could maybe create my spiritual weapon. Too, it looks like. Which group do you want me to hammer first? I think the southern group might be best. They oh. are playing dice and might be easily distracted. Hey, uh, maybe we just do this the traditional way. Because what if, you know, I'm a I'm 500 feet back and then they summon like a sand dinosaur underneath me? I am worried what could be underneath the sand. We fought bullets not far, f well, I guess. I mean, I'm here. quite all right with you hammering them from a distance while we wait here. And they'll, they'll either come for us or run inside. Well, if they run inside, then they can get into a better defensible position. Where they're at what, now, we can take what if them out. In the, in the doorway is Ohara and I. So we would not be worried about where your spells land. And if they choose to run at you, we run behind them and attack them. And if they summon a sandworm, I can fly away. But Otteron will be sandworm poop. Yes, I will not be able to fly away. It is possible some might run out to fight us. But they could also run inside the tower to alert their comrades. I'm thinking if something nasty from the sound shows up, or they summon something bad, the two of you just run for it or, or try to defend each other, but you stay together. And and Darius and I can go up there and we'll stay together too, and you know at least close enough to help each other out. Mm. And if things go bad, we run away and head towards you. Yep. Hmm, let's pick a spot to come back to. There's that tree over there that sort of looks like a big fork. How about that one? Mm. There's no trees. I thought there were trees and scrub brush and stuff. It's desert. Well, this... There's no dead trees that used to be like a big lush tree that is now just dried up? Sure, there's small, like, marks. Yes, you can have small dead trees. All right, fine. That tree, a little tiny twig of a dead tree that looks like a fork. Yes, there's nothing for cover. Is what I'm getting at, but yes, for I'm not talking about between where we are and them. I'm talking about like further. Uh, this is like we all retreat a couple miles and meet up. At oh some yeah, other yeah, place. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. As I said, it's like this for about four miles. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of them look like forks, though. Only spoons. Damn it! Find this spoon-shaped tree. All right, so we'll meet up there uh, if we get split up. But I, I, I think we should be okay. Because if you two have Riley with you. Riley's, Riley's a pretty tough, pretty tough dog, and uh, I think you should be okay. Besides, both of us run pretty darn quick, so even if we have to get back over to it, I think we can make it. Is sand difficult train? Maybe. It probably should be. Like, if you've ever tried to run in sand, it's definitely difficult terrain. I mean, Especially is it in, like, sand, like, and stuff. or is it, like, just barren what used to be dirt? You know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah. I don't know if this is desert terrain or just bereft of life dirt, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, true, but also I have a potion of quickness, and 
uh, this bracelet of dashing, which can give me an extra plus 10 to my speed, so I can get pretty quick. Maybe I just put Atron in the pet cache and I fly us over there. Yeah. Oh, in gosh. The, in, the, in the hole. Get in the hole. Okay, well, I think we'll know what we're going to try next time anyway. Sounds good. You know what we could do? I could drink your potion of invisibility. You all get in the in the bag of holding, and then I dump you on oh, top of them. That's a good idea, too. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I am it, for that one, actually. You're bombing with us. <laughs> yeah. Carp, carp Depending on how impatient with... the group is, if we waited to the next day, I could prepare Invisibility Sphere, and I would have my fifth level spell back from the Prying Ooh, Eye. See, that's a good idea, too. Boo, 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 boo. I don't know. Alhaya's too impatient. She wants to do something we can do I now. figured. Yeah. Dropping us from the bag of holding sounds hilarious and stupid, and I'm for it. Uh, uh, Long-range bombing is always fun, uh, especially when they're like, if they don't, you know, if we successfully approach invisibly, then they don't expect we're just to be there. I think we're in the bag of holding. Pat flies up, whatever the distance is for her bombing fireballs, and she lets as many loose as possible. Then dumps us down there. I get catfall. I'm good. And the thing is, if I dump you guys out, then we're only using one resource. We're only using your invi- the invisibility potion. We're not using. We don't have to be invisible at that point. We're, you know, you just hey, what's that in the sky? Well, I don't want to dump you guys out like a hundred feet in the air. No, you would fly down like to like sixty or for thirty. I don't want to fly in the javelin range. You know, let you me dump you guys out you? while you're invisible. You have fireball, oh, right? Like halfway yeah. there. Okay, it's a well, reaction, I can get one of you with it. Yeah, but you could dump us as an action and reaction Featherfall. Featherfall hits multiple targets, I think. Oh, there you go. Oh, it might. I haven't read it for a while. Yeah, we can plan this. We can plan it and do some Discord planning. Oh, no, target one falling creature. Yeah, that's what me. I thought. I mean, just let me dump you out, and then I'll fly up and start fireballing. It's not a big deal. That's fine. 50 feet up, you can dump me. That's oh, fine. I, I have cat yeah. call. I'll just land. Oh, yeah, it will be fine. We'll figure it out. Oh, God. <laughs> Even better. I'll just mage hand the bag all the way down there. <laughs> yes. But then how do you get us out? Mage hand? No, you guys get yourself out, right? Isn't that a thing? I don't know if you can voluntarily leave a bag of holding. I guess you can. I mean, you can. I guess you can. I don't know what the minutiae we'll rules are. I can't, like, leap out? There's got to be rules to get out. Like, if somebody puts you in, you don't just die in there, you know? Uh, According to the rules, you do. So... We win every fight just by putting things in the bag of holding until they die. A, that takes a lot to wrestle someone into a bag. It's not that. To. Yeah, it's a, if you can successfully grab them, interact. Yeah, I guess you're correct. I guess it could happen. But also keep in mind, yeah, maybe you found that. Maybe you found the uh, the unwinnable scenario. <laughs> I'm convinced there's a rule to wrestle out of there. I'm convinced there is. All right, well, if you can find it, we'll do it before next week. Oh no, they could escape. Yeah, they could escape. Escape, escape yeah. with the DC of 13. Oh, yeah, it's really yeah. easy escapes. Yeah, we just wriggle ourselves out. Yeah, they, a bag drops in the sky and then the viruses pop out. <laughs> do, 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 punch. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so dumb. I'm, gonna I'm excited. It. Oh my god. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Three Ring Adventure, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel, 
at discord.rollforcombat.com. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember when your GM smiles at you, it's already too late.